Good morning, good morning. It's Eshin Brenda Shoshana, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Back, back, again and again. I, My goodness, many, many, three and a half years at least now. Every week, back again today, back again today. We think this will go on forever, naturally. Our life will go on forever. <laughs> the podcast will go on. I will go on forever. So it's a very deep thought, a very deep belief. I will go on forever. Nothing, even though events may come to interrupt the flow of a day, or the flow of our activities, or the flow of our expectations, I will go on forever. That's a very profoundly deep ingrained belief we all have. That is one of the reasons that change, change, change is actually so shocking all the time. We know that things change. We're taught that. We see that. We, we believe that so-so, maybe, maybe. But somehow, deep down, we don't really take it in. We don't really believe it or accept it. <clears throat> or real, we use in, is in the word realize it. The word realize, to realize something, it means to, oh, it, it seeps into our mind, our body, our bones. We get it. We get it through and through and through. Finally, like a sponge, we absorb it totally. And when we do, then we can live from that point. That's a very, very fascinating process in our human life where it's easy to see outside in the world so much denial of reality, well, what looks like reality going on. So much denial of what's so-called the facts. But of course, the facts are very different. Everybody has their own set of facts, their own set of perceptions, their own set of beliefs, their own set of expectations. That's what we call karma, the world of karma, or the world of delusion, or illusion. And it's who we come in with our own karma, our own belief system, our own desires, our own tendencies, on and on and on. Boom. Like a dream waiting to be lived, to be dreamt. You could say we're a dream waiting to be dreamt. I love that. That's very much there lurking these dreams, these expectations, these experiences waiting as we live our life to burst forth and take over. They do take over, but we, they, they can come as a great disruption when a karmic dream erupts or when events erupt, which we see in the world now with great rapidity, one after another, events erupting. And people say, I'm shocked, I'm shocked, how could this be? And yet, <coughs> excuse me, and yet there have been many, many, many clear signs for some see them, some don't, many do, many don't, most don't. And why is that? And there's a wonderful statement by T.S. Eliot, a great, great poet, who says it very simply, humankind cannot bear very much reality. What a statement, so beautifully said. Humankind cannot bear, we can't bear 
very much reality, very much change, very much clarity. We can't bear it. We can't bear it. My teacher used to say, we are delusion beings. And I always found that phrase very fascinating and very interesting. And what does he mean, delusion beings? Meaning we come in, we're a dream. We come in with dreams, very deep dreams. And and we want to live them. We want to taste them. We want to experience them. Sometimes, sadly, we want to uh, inflict them on others or we insist that others join our dreams. And if they won't, goodbye. Or we'll kill them. We'll do anything. And we will do anything if someone comes along and tries to disrupt our dreams and tell us this is only a dream. This is not what's fundamentally so. And when that begins to happen, we will kill. We will kill in order to maintain that dream because that dream feels like, feels like it's who we are and it feels like that is our reality. And we feel if we're going to be dislodged from the dream, we will lose our anchors. We won't know who we are. We won't know what's going to happen. That's what we feel. The Actually, the opposite is true. Which is why Zen practice is so fascinating to me, endlessly fascinating, and so counterintuitive. So counterintuitive. We feel, my goodness, if I just sit here, sit still, and become aware and aware and aware and listen and watch and see and do nothing at all, I'll go crazy. Or else I'll become unable to act or I'll become crazy. Just the opposite is true. Just the opposite is true as we sit very still and allow whatever that dream is to bubble up and to see it and to know it and not to attach to it, not to assume it's the truth, but to stay with the one who is observing it. We become more clear, more able to take action, more able to enjoy life. It's a totally opposite to what we think. Humankind craves and needs much reality is the truth. Humankind is lost without knowing how to return to reality. Lost. One dream and then another. And ultimately, none of them can be satisfying because they all, <clears throat> excuse me, disappear. And another dream comes and another dream comes. And the next one comes that contradicts the first one. And that is the nature of delusion and illusion. <coughs> and that is why we sit. Stop. Do zazen. Do yoga, perhaps, too, of course. Many practices. Stop and pray. The prayer is another form of zazen when done in a certain kind of way. Not asking, asking, give me, give me, give me, give me, but tell me, teach me, guide me. There are different kinds of prayers. Not saying anything is wrong or bad here. Because that judgment, that constant judgment, don't do this, it's right, it's wrong, that's also part of the dream. It's part of that mind that controls, that distorts, 
that is filled with warnings and panic and fear. And that unfortunately, unfortunately, is the mind that takes over most of us and particularly takes over during a time, a threatening time in the external world, <clears throat> time of war, a time of loss, shocking losses. Uh, that mind it's almost as if it gives it a ticket to run wild and begin warning us of all the dangers, endless dangers. Well, no, 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 no. That mind itself is the endless danger. This is the best time for sitting down and pausing, deep pause, and being very still and very wakeful and, and really listening and becoming acquainted with the one who hears. Who is it that's hearing all this? Who is it that's thinking all this? Just watching, knowing. There's a very beautiful saying, the unexamined life is not worth living. It's a very famous saying from many, 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 many years, centuries ago. Because the centuries just repeat and repeat in different forms the same themes, the themes of people seeking what's called the truth, reality, seeking peace, seeking hope. Well, that's all the, all the same thing. <clears throat> seeking the, a way to live that's fulfilling, that's compassionate, that has wisdom, that's guided by wisdom. We all crave that throughout the centuries. Every single person craves that. Every single person. Now, for some of us, the dreams come pouring in and grab us and misinform us about what is compassion, what is reality, what is beneficial, what is our job, why, what is our role, how we can best make an offering into this great soup that we are born into, how can we best, best be a, be a place of light, of healing, of compassion? That's an incredible koan. You can't answer that with a knee-jerk reaction. You really cannot. A whole life can maybe needed to, to create it, to know the real answer. We try this, we try that. We're thrown off our cushion, we're knocked off our, our, our stance, and then we somehow find our balance again, always returning to our balance. And our, what we would say in Zen, of course, returning to our innate wisdom. See, the answer to that koan about the unexamined life, the koan about how to return to reality, how to make a valuable offering that answer resides very clearly within each one of us. Not outside somewhere, but within. And that answer has to be not just thought about, figured out, dwelled upon, but realized, absorbed, fully, fully, fully into our heart, mind, body, blood, soul, bones, everything, absorbed, like a sponge, we're drenched with it. We, we, we get it. Oh, that's it. 
Oh, it's not from just the top of our head or from a momentary flash of insight, which we all get. We all get these momentary flashes of insight. They're all around. But they don't sink in. Sink in. Get absorbed. Which is why we sit day after day, year after year, so we can absorb, digest, truly realize our own wisdom and live it and then proceed from that basis on. It's a lifetime. And I don't mean that in a bad way to say it's a lifetime. It can happen one, two, three. But then we have the task of living it, living from it, living from that perspective. And now when it's truly realized and absorbed, we don't really even have a choice. It just takes over. You know, wisdom and truth can take over the same way that delusion and confusion can take over. They can both take over and live us, live through us. Both. And when we choose the examined life, when we choose to take that incredible pause and actually dedicate our lives to knowing to absorbing the truth, to being with it, to letting it grow within us. That is a wonderful life, no matter what's happening on the outside. It's just grist for the mill. What, whenever conditions or situations might seem hopeless, horrible, unbearable, and they do, they often do, nobody's going to deny that. We, we're not here to deny our feelings or even to suppress them, but to absorb them, to see them, to examine them, to know the wisdom that they are trying to, to, to offer to us. So even when events occur that might seem unbearable, we cannot bear that reality. No, no, no. They're, we can not only bear it, but they're beneficial. They're medicinal. We use them as part of the examined life. We, you, we, we receive these experiences as a great teaching, as a great source of awakening. We're not running away from them, and we're not reacting to them, carrying on with great despair. We're not letting that part overwhelm us, but we're taking it all in, pausing, knowing what's happening, absorbing it, allowing it to, as I said, to teach us. Like a fertilizer in the soil, we put it into the soil of our lives so that the plants that grow, the fruit that comes from our life can be strong and healthy. Everything can be used to grow. Everything can be absorbed so that it feeds the compassion within us, not the madness. We can feed the madness, the maniacal mind, or we can feed the compassionate one. The whole purpose, as I have understood it, although we don't like to say it has a purpose, but the purpose of Zen practice or, or the word enlightenment, whatever that may be, the whole purpose of it is to live from true compassion for ourselves and others. Rather than use the word purpose, I'll say the true fruit of the flower, the, the, the true outcome. We're not just sitting there to be rocks, 
to be imperturbable so we don't feel anything in a selfish kind of way. We're not sitting there like that. That's a partial, very, very partial understanding. It's a step, but it's not the, the purpose. We're not sitting there to transcend reality or to deny it or to hate it or to reject the suffering of someone else, far be it. We're here to allow compassion, real compassion, to grow. And as our inflated and delusional concepts of life and of self dissolve and diminish more and more as we sit, compassion inevitably takes its place. It's an inevitable process. It may take a very long time, it may not. That's not even important, it doesn't even matter. All that matters is that we continue on and on, day by day, year by year, continue, continue. Even in the face of what looks so troubling, continue. Don't look for evidence that this is great, what I'm doing is right. Just continue, continue. And watch your own response. Watch your own compassion develop because it, it has to, it will, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. If you just keep practicing, sitting, watching, not jumping, not hating, not judging, but being with everything that life is giving to you as a lesson, just be with it, absorb it like a sponge, digest it. Don't figure it out, just digest it. It's food, it's food coming for you. Then the compassion will come out as well, inevitably, it's inevitable. So I, I leave you with that in the midst of the morning today. I wish you all a truly, truly beautiful day. Um, the, the URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And if you wish to write to me, I'd love to hear from you. My, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And please, if you would like to ask a question or make a comment, please feel free to to do so. Thank you for listening. And uh, have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye-bye.